Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest. The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace, and I hope that you can do the same. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I am going to do an episode on this idea of freaking out. (laughs) I don't know. Are you freaking out right now? Are you in one of those roller coaster rides and you're feeling like, I think I might lose my mind or I'm sort of freaking out or you catch yourself actually, you know, overtaken by frustration and anger and fear and I just want to give you an episode to give you absolute permission to freak the frig out. (laughs) I know I did so many times. I would be like, what? Like, I swear that what we deal with when we love someone with an addiction is so challenging. So today I just wanted to do an episode on embracing your humanity giving yourself permission to freak out, navigating intense emotions when you love someone with an addiction is really, really hard. So I just wanted to do an episode so that you feel like, am I losing it? Or like, am I going crazy? And I just want you to feel like, you know what? Heck no. You have a permission slip to 100% freak out and you have a permission slip to feel like, this is absolutely ridiculous. There's so many things that when you love someone with an addiction, 
we are exposed to a vast amount of emotions, regardless of loving someone with an addiction or not. We, that is what it means to be humans. As humans, we experience all these range, like ranges of emotion from joy to contentment, to fear, to sadness. And these emotions actually shape our experiences and they provide opportunities for communicating. They help us with connections with others. They help us navigate our life. They help us make choices. They help us make change. They help us move in certain directions and away from other directions. So when faced with the challenging circumstance, such as loving someone with an addiction or dealing with the loss that's associated with it, it's only natural to occasionally freak out. It's only natural to have those moments of freak out. And I just wanted to sit here and like tell you that you're not going crazy if you have these moments of occasional freak outs. These moments of intense emotions they don't mean, and they don't mean anything. They don't make you weak. They're not saying that you're flawed in any way. They are a testament that you're human, that, you know, this is a testament to our humanity, right? All these emotions are crucial for us and, and they grant ourselves permission to, we want to grant ourselves permission to embrace these emotions because, if we don't, if we're ignoring them, like they're there for a reason, or if we think that we're flawed or we're weak in some way because we are freaking out, I just want to offer you through this podcast, going through the line, and if you're hearing this and you have had moments of freak out or you're going through it right now, I just want to wrap you in a huge like cocoon of compassion and I want to wrap you with a huge cocoon of understanding. I get it. So I hope this podcast, um, I want to seek this idea of validating that you're human. I want you to recognize that this freak out is a human experience. And just by acknowledging the complexities of emotions that can come up when you love someone with an addiction, just by recognizing that is giving yourself permission to be human. This is a very human experience, what you're going through. So recognizing that these are natural responses to intense emotions. So we are naturally responding to like intense emotions, right? The natural response of intense emotions is what makes you human. So we need to begin to understand that we need to grant ourselves permission to be human, to experience those emotions and not make it mean anything, not make it that you're going crazy or why are you freaking out? Look at you, you know, or like something along those lines. Instead, I want you to explore the factors that contribute to these emotional responses, you know, and the fact about, you know, that you're such a loving, empathetic person and you, you are vulnerable. You're not a robot. You're not a machine. And so I just want to offer you this insight to help you navigate these challenging moments and that you, so that you can navigate them with grace and resilience. And because you know what, that's what this community is all about. It's all about focusing on you so you can take back the power in your life and focus on you and not your addicted loved one. So 
there is such an amazing dance when you love someone with an addiction, right? Because, or even if you're grappling with the loss of a loved one, uh, it's crucial to honor our humanity. That is the first step. We need to embrace the range of emotions that come with this experience. And I want you to take one thing away today. Remember that it's okay to freak out. It's okay to freak out sometimes. And I just want you to know that because I know I did. And I started thinking, am I, am I the one contributing to this or am I the problem? Or I don't want you second guessing yourself. It makes sense given the situation that you're in that, you know what, these intense range of emotion that comes with this, remember it's okay to be freaking out sometimes. <laughs> I'm giving you the permission slip. So by doing so, we create space for authenticity. We create space for honoring ourselves, honoring what's going on inside us. We create space for growth. We create space for just allowing the full expression and the full processing of these emotions. And that's what I'm aiming to do today is just to provide you with the support and the permission slip and the guidance just so that you, when you find yourself in these moments, I just want to remind you that you are not alone, that there are so many other people freaking out alongside you who love someone or have lost someone to addiction. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So first step, of course, you know me with the community um, and my, my postgraduate training in positive psychology uh, and the importance of self-compassion and self-awareness and understanding it can help us navigate the complexities of loving or losing someone with it to addiction. So what we want to do is we want to maintain your well-being. We want to recognize that in these moments of vulnerability that we find ourselves in, that we find ourselves freaking out, that we can also find strength. We can also recognize that we're empath- empathetic, amazing, supportive humans, and that we can deeper understand ourselves through through those, these moments. So let's embark on this journey together. You ready? <laughs> so we're going to embrace our humanity. We're going to validate our emotions. We're going to discover the tools necessary to help us with these challenging times so that we can become more resilient and compassionate. So I'm not saying stop freaking out. We're not telling you to do that at all. We're actually helping you see what's happening there and, you know, and then processing it and, and embracing your humanity and validating those emotions. That's what we're talking about today. We're not sweeping anything under the carpet. If you're freaking out sometimes, or you're freaking out right now, you have permission to do that and you're going to just feel so much better about it by the end of this podcast. So when we love someone with an addiction or we have lost someone to addiction, now it's so common to experience moments of freaking out or feeling like you're losing control. I know I did. I had so many moments of that and I would just be freaking like not a friggin' again. And I would use, I don't normally swear, but I would use the F-bomb and I would be freaking out. I'd be losing it. And so these intense emotional responses There's so many reasons for them. We can attribute them to several factors. So I thought I would share some of the ones that came up for me as I was thinking about this subject. And one of the things is this idea of love and concern. When we deeply care 
about someone, when we deeply care that about their well-being and their well-being becomes kind of intertwined with our own because we love these people in our lives and we're concerned about them genuinely. So witnessing a loved one struggling with addiction, it can evoke so many feelings of helplessness, of fear and frustration. And you don't need me to tell you this, right? If you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So this desire to protect them, this desire to see them overcome their addiction, or this desire to get the person back that we fell in love with, perhaps if we haven't seen them in a while, it can create overwhelming emotions. It can affect us in such a profound way. So those moments, right, can lead to heightened stress or AKA freaking out. So it's our love and our concern that we have for another person. And when we're witnessing what they're going through and we're a bystander and we're like, we're caught in the line of fire, it is devastating. So you can see where these emotional intense, these intense emotional responses can come from. The other piece of it is the unpredictability. So addiction is definitely characterized by its unpredictable nature. Behaviors, actions of someone with an addiction, they're totally erratic at times. They can be causing a confusion and misunderstanding. I know I, I didn't know what I was dealing with and just basically uncertainty for their life as well as our lives together moving forward, or even for our children, just uncertainty of the direction they're going to be going in, their safety, all kinds of things come up. It's so unpredictable. So living in a state of unpredictability can contribute to so much stress and feelings of anxiety and such emotional turmoil which as we know, can lead to that sense of occasional freaking out, outbursts, or even sense of losing control. So you can see that unpredictability is 100% contributing to this. The other piece that I always talk about is this idea of an emotional friggin' roller coaster. So I don't know about you, but I was up and down on this emotion. Like I felt love, I felt relief, I felt joy, then I felt anger, then I felt frustration, and then I felt relief when you come back home, then I felt anger, and then I felt frustration, then I felt sadness because I'm alone and loneliness, and you can see the emotional roller coaster. So addiction affects not only that person that is addicted, but also their relationships in such a profound way. And if you are part of the SYKM community, you know, you are, we're talking the same language here. So loving someone with an addiction, it involves navigating a huge roller coaster of emotions. So that's hard, right? There may be moments of hope, where you're like, oh, like I can see glimmers of hope here. I get like little love bombs or like I can see, you know, hope that the person I fell in love with is coming back or I see progress only followed by setbacks and binging and disappearing and then empty vessel eyes. I would describe them because I'm like, are you even in there? And so this is huge, right? There's moments of ups and downs, hopes and progress, followed by setbacks and disappointment. And this emotional turbulence can lead to a buildup, a huge buildup of stress and frustration. It 
can manifest in freaking out, freaking the frig out, which is so normal and human. And when this pressure becomes overwhelming, that is when we feel that frustration and that building. It's almost like a pressure cooker. So freaking out seems like, you know what, that's that's what's going to happen. And it's okay. That is a sign and it's very common. And this intense emotional response can really lead to that, those moments of freaking out. So the other piece that leads to this, which showed up for me a lot is my personal sacrifices. I put up with so much and I put his needs and what was going on in his life above my own values, above my own needs. And so loving someone with an addiction often requires making sacrifices, right? We're sacrificing our boundaries. We're sacrificing our personal time and our resources and our energy, our emotional energy. Oh my gosh. In positive psychology, it's called ego depletion. When we put out so much emotional energy or we put out lots of energy in someone else's way and we're not building our own energy up. Holy cow. So emotional energy just like sucked out of me. So that's a personal sacrifice. So the weight of all these sacrifices and the ongoing challenges, they accumulate and they lead to moments of an emotional overload, ego depletion, and really a sense of losing our composure sometimes, right? And sometimes we can lose that. And you know what? you are human. That's a human experience. When we experience that feeling of losing control and that intense emotional response and that buildup, it can lead us to freaking out. So I hope I'm making you feel better because you're not alone. This is what it means to be human. So please take that in and please, I hope that I'm just like wrapping you with a huge compassion blanket and making you feel better about this because you know, this is what it means to be human. So it's important to remember that these intense emotional reactions are a natural response to challenging situations. I'm going to say that again, these intense emotional reactions so AKA freaking out are natural responses to challenging situations when it all builds up, right? So they, it's not to diminish like your love or care for the person with the addiction. It's not to diminish that. That's not what we're talking about. It's just about acknowledging and understanding that these emotions, you, once you understand them, you can better find and begin to understand and have compassion for yourself instead of judging or worrying that you're going crazy or anything along those lines and just find a healthier way to navigate, a healthier way to cope with those things, a healthier way to look at the challenges of when you love someone with an addiction or, you know, just looking at other ways to navigate and cope, just recognizing that, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Like it makes sense that this is all building up. So that's the first step, right? Once we know and we make sense of it and that we give ourselves permission to be human and that it, that's what it means to be human. It makes sense that sometimes we f- might freak out and we just don't want to make it mean anything. We want it to be about It makes sense. This is common humanity. This is a natural response to a really challenging situation. And then then once we're armed with that, 
then we can seek support from professionals. Then we can support, like reach out to support groups to help us. We can practice self-care strategies. We can find those tools and everyone has their own tools. We can find those tools to help us manage these intense situations and emotions. And, and so we can help manage and maintain our own well-being. So I hope that that kind of helps you like just see the humanness in it. When we're faced with these challenging situations of loving someone with an addiction, it's crucial to understand that these intense emotional reactions that you're experiencing are a natural response, right? So here are some key points that we're going to just expand on that a little bit more. I want you to understand this idea of human vulnerability. So as human beings, we are inherently vulnerable. We're not Superman, right? Super people, super women um, that are, you know, even Superman has kryptonite, right? He has some vulnerability. So this idea here is recognizing human vulnerability. As humans, we are inherently vulnerable to our emotions. When we love someone deeply or we witness them struggling with addiction, it is natural for our emotions to run high, right? Our love, our concern, and our investment in them and their well-being can really make us susceptible to these intense emotional reactions. So the reactions just signify our humanity. They signify our capacity to care so deeply for another human. There you go. So I don't want you to make it mean anything. Another thing is this emotional attachment. So love involves forming emotional attachments attachments to others. So when a person that we love is battling addiction, it can evoke such a range of powerful emotions within us. These emotions can be like fear and sadness and anger and frustration and just even a deep sense of loss or for me, like near the end, just sadness. These emotional attachments, they make us really susceptible to the intense emotional reactions, right? When we see our loved ones in pain or on a different path, or when we encounter setbacks in our relationships with them, it is so, so challenging. So another thing is we all have protective instincts as humans, right? Our emotional reactions, they all stem from our instincts to protect and to help and to love those and help those we love and to protect ourselves. And so these, these emotions are coming up to protect us, to like say, Hey, like this is not a healthy situation or, Hey, something needs to be done here. Or, Hey, you know, we actually, we should be thanking these intense emotions because they're so essential for our well being. And so our emotional reactions, they, they stem from that, our instinct to protect and to protect ourselves, protect others, to help others, even those we love. And so seeing someone that we care about getting caught in the grips of addiction, oh my gosh, right? It can trigger really strong desire to intervene, to support, to guide, and to help. And then when our efforts, they seem ineffective or they're like, they, they're just disregarded or they're just like not taken, or it's just when the addiction just persists, it's devastating. It can lead to such feelings of powerlessness and frustration and just, you know, and that all manifests in intense emotional reactions, making perfect sense. 
Another thing that comes up, and I took all these notes here, I just kept going. I was actually like journaling this episode out because I was like, I have to do an episode. I'm freaking out. (laughs) And so another thing that comes up is this empathy and empathetic distress. And this happened to me so much. So empathy is great. Like I am such an empathetic person. I can understand what's going on in other people's lives. I try to understand their struggles. I put myself in their shoes and I can, I'm really, I can help with compassion and I can, I feel for others. And this can actually lead to experiencing their pain on some level. And we do this so often when we love someone with an addiction, right? We try to understand their struggles. We try to put ourselves in their shoes. It's like, what does it, what, I wonder what it's like to have an addiction. And then we end up experiencing their pain because we're so like, we go into what's called empathetic distress and this can intensify our emotional reactions. It can intensify our frustration and our sadness and we absorb, right? Some of that emotional weight. Now I want to say some of, oh my gosh, I think I absorbed all of that emotional weight, you know, and I was carrying it for my loved one when he was in our lives. So that's huge. Not to mention the impact on our lives. When you love someone with an addiction, it has such an impact on our own lives. I was trying to keep it together, like going to work. And meanwhile, I'd be up all night worried about why is he up all night or where is he or, you know, that kind of thing. It disrupted my whole life and my routines were out of whack and my food, I I could hardly eat because I was so worried. My, you know, relationship with him was just like completely changed. And so my overall well-being was disrupted. And this disruption, it can affect us in so many ways. So this disruption coupled with uncertainty, coupled with instability, all associated with addiction and his addiction, oh my gosh, it contributed to such a heightened emotional response. It contributed to me feeling like I'm losing it. And so these are natural. It's natural to feel overwhelmed when your schedule is out of whack, when your routines are disrupted, when your relationship is confusing, your future is uncertain, and it makes sense, right? And so this distraught feeling uh, when our lives are, are totally affected by addiction can lead to really strong emotions. So by acknowledging all these intense emotional reactions as a natural response, a natural response, it is so much easier to go from a place of ah, taking a deep breath and then recognizing I need to practice compassion. I need to practice understanding for myself. I recognize that this is what it means to be human. It makes sense that I'm losing my mind at times. And it's essential to validate yourself, validate and honor your emotions without any judgment, please, without any self-blame, please. And by recognizing that our emotions are a reflection of love, a reflection of empathy, a reflection of the complexities of the situation that you're in, right? And that these emotions, once we're aware of these intense emotions and why they might be showing up, can really gain greater clarity. It can help you with self-acceptance. It can help you to be more compassionate with yourself and understanding like, wow, this is really hard when you love someone with an addiction. It's so important to recognize that these intense emotional reactions that you're experiencing 
they're a natural response to this challenge, to this challenge of fa- that you're facing. Our vulnerability as humans, right? Emotional attachments to our loved ones, protective instincts, uh, empathetic distress, they all contribute to emotional responses. And they really do impact. The addiction is impacting our lives, which intensifies our emotional reactions. And so just by understanding, you know, the reasons behind our emotions and, and then knowing that can help us practice more self-compassion. It can help us navigate these intense emotions with greater understanding and clarity and self-acceptance without self-judgment. Oh my gosh. So, so, so important. So I hope that this helped you. I am validating the roller coaster. (laughs) I hope that you can embrace your humanity in this emotional journey of loving someone with an addiction. I hope this was helpful for you. And I'm curious, how can you practice self-compassion and validate your emotions? How can you do that as a natural response to loving someone with an addiction, right? So how can you practice self-compassion? How can you validate if, if there was like, I hope today I validated your emotions as a natural response to loving someone with an addiction. Like, yeah, it makes sense that, you know, I'm freaking out at times. So how might this perspective help you? How might it help you navigate the challenge with greater clarity? Um, how might this perspective help you with self-acceptance? I know just knowing this and I kept journaling this for me, it helped me to understand, um, you know, yeah, it makes sense. Like, and then actually my freakouts kind of calmed down a little bit after that, because I'm like, I gave myself so much compassion. Like, this is hard. I see you. I understand. I, I like you're, you're doing amazing. Let's tap into your strengths. Let's, uh, you know, give ourselves so much self care and love and appreciation for how incredibly we are navigating this challenging situation and validating that roller coaster can really, really help. So I hope that is helpful for you, everybody. I am reaching through the line as usual, and I'm wrapping you in a huge permission slip to freak out, not to freak out necessarily, but just to give yourself that validation that it makes sense and to embrace your humanity so that you can really understand that this is a normal reaction, right? In the situation that you find yourself in. So again, sending hugs and loves, and I will see you next week. By the way, I changed the day where I'm launching all these podcasts to Wednesday. Wednesday's a wonderful day for me for hitting record. And I used to wait till Thursday to upload them. I thought, heck, I'm just going to upload them right away because I get all excited to bring them to you. Um, And please, 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 if you haven't already, share the Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With an Addiction community with your support groups, with any anyone that you're talking to that might really benefit from the support. It's an uplifting community all about taking back your power so you can focus on you and really regain your strength and um, you can just get your life back, get your joy back, your happiness back. And it's a wonderful approach that really is all about you and not the addicted loved one. So again, sending so much hugs and love your way and I will see you or hear you or talk with you or be with you next week. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. 
we are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.